0: Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and I am here today at the Bear Creek Nature Center with our guest, Mary Jo Lewis, who is the supervisor here at the Bear Creek Nature Center. How are you doing today, Mary Jo? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Scott? Doing great. I am really happy to be here. It is really cool to see just how green everything is. After all this rain we've been getting over the past, I mean, it feels like the last six months, but it's probably been the last month or so. Uh, Everything is so green. So like coming out here to the nature center is really fun uh, to be able to see that. So thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, But before we get into things, I wanted to quickly add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, But to get started here, Mary Jo, I was wondering if you could start off by giving a bit of your background prior to the role that you are currently in.
1: Sure. Um, So prior to moving to Colorado seven years ago, I was at a nature center in Pennsylvania called Peace Valley Nature Center. Um, I was there for eight years and worked my way um, up from the volunteer coordinator to the assistant education director and then director of environmental education. And that is really where I found my heart for this field. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was very fortunate to have that time there. Um, During that time, I also went back to school and got a um, teaching certification in elementary education. And all of those experiences led me to where I am now. Ah, that's great. Uh,
0: What was it about uh, the concept of teaching and working at a nature center that really paired well for
1: you? Um, I just personally feel like it is the best way to learn and the best way to teach. Nature is just the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's such a beautiful thing in this field is that you often see um, a field trip might come, and students that struggle in a classroom setting where they're asked to sit still in a chair for seven hours, they thrive here. Yeah. Um, it just it brings everybody to life, and it's just a, a natural way of connection um, that I am so thrilled to be uh, able to foster.
0: Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I can't blame him. I have a hard time sitting still in a chair for As seven hours. I. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so what are some of the primary responsibilities you have here at the Nature Center?
1: Um, yeah, so we do a wealth of public programming here. And so overseeing a lot of that, also having the great opportunity to create a lot of the programming that we do here. Um, we do, we're actually in our first week of nature camp, first okay. of five, so that's our big focus this summer. Um, we do a lot of field trip programming, primarily for elementary and middle school students. Um, this morning, you just saw the, the tail end of a preschool age program that we do monthly. There wildly popular. Um, And then I know we'll talk more about this later, but our trailability program is one of the really exciting things that we're in our second year of offering to the community. Um, And we have a great group of volunteers that help us carry out all of our um, education and our public interfacing here at the Nature Center. Um, So being a part of all of that. um, And... Many more hats.
0: <laughs> literally,
1: <laughs> we just got a new queen a couple weeks ago in our observation hive, and I was in a bee suit. And I, oh, wow. you know, we always joke we wear many hats. We literally have <laughs> many hats here. <laughs> well, better than
0: you than me. I've got a I've got a, a pet to Stay away from bees. But uh, no, that that's really cool. Uh, and you mentioned that you have uh, some volunteers that work here. Uh, if there are people who are like, oh, that sounds interesting, how can people uh, volunteer to be a part of the work that's done here?
1: Um, yes. So they can find information on our website, El Paso um, County nature centers.com. Okay. There's more volunteer information and, um, they can contact us. We will get in touch with them, and they can help us in a variety of ways. Our volunteers, are um, our, our reception desk folks um, that greet visitors, answer their questions. They help us lead our education programs, um, help us with our special events, and then the newest volunteer opportunity that we have is assisting with our trailability program and okay. going out on the trail with folks in the terrain hopper vehicles. We okay, cool. always need more volunteers, and just love to add to that community.
0: Awesome. So uh, speaking more generally about the parks department here at el paso county what do you enjoy about being a part of that department and part of that a part of that team
1: so first and foremost the people Mm -hmm. um really this uh, parks and community services department um is so supportive as a whole and then the teams at the nature centers are just amazing people to work with and that just makes it a joy to come to work um also just the the wealth of resources that our parks department has to offer is amazing. And the diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I lead a lot of programs here at Bear Creek, which is where I'm situated, but I love leading programs in other county parks and open spaces too. Um, Santa Fe Open Space, the Paint Mines, Fox Run. We do quite a bit of programming up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have the opportunity to connect people um, just more fully to those spaces and resources is, is really awesome and makes it ever changing and interesting um, for me. And in addition to that, um, I'm just really proud of the direction that our parks department has been going with increasing accessibility to folks in the realm of recreation and open spaces and trails. It's it's really exciting to be a part of that.
0: So you mentioned briefly the Fox Run Regional Park up there. Uh, I know that the county is in the process of Creating a nature center. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about what that process looks like, and maybe when the expected time frame is to have that nature center ready?
1: Yeah, it's a very exciting um, <laughs> process, and very exciting to be a, a part of it. Um, so, right now, um, we actually just had a public input meeting a okay. couple of weeks ago up in the Black Forest area, mm-hmm. um, and so we're getting public input. Um, The design team is working on conceptual designs right now. Nothing has been um, set in stone yet. And actually, right here at Bear Creek Nature Center, I don't know if you noticed when you walked in, Mm -hmm. we're gaining public um, input here with just asking people what they would like to see in a new nature center. Um, And the estimated timeline is groundbreaking 2024 with a nature center to open to the public in 2025. So... Fingers crossed that 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 will happen in that timeline. (laughs) Sometimes these things shift, but either way, it's really exciting that we'll have a third county nature center in that part of the county where the population is growing just exponentially. um, And folks have to travel down to Bear Creek and Fountain Creek for programs and camps, which they do frequently, but it would be so great to be able Mm -hmm. to interpret that specific resource for them. In their own backyards.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. And as you mentioned here at Bear Creek Nature Center, you have a little uh, setup where you've got some concept images of kind of what the idea is, and then, uh, like you said, a, a really like a good list of you know what do you want in your nature center. And some of the listed items on there is like, oh my gosh, like that would be really cool. And you know, you can see you know how many people have like said, yeah, yeah, that's what we want. And so it, it's really, it's really interesting and fun to see that the community is a part of creating this thing that they're going to be a part of. And, you know,
1: when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that actually makes sense, right? Yes. And we always tell people here at Bear Creek, um, you know when they visit or especially school field trips like this nature center is yours mm-hmm. you are a county citizen this belongs to you we are here because of you um so it would only make sense that you know that public input would be part of the process of creating the new center
0: yeah and so already you've mentioned the trailability trailability program a couple of times it's hard to get to roll off the tongue um why is that program so important here at bear creek nature center and why is it important for the community as a whole?
1: Um, yeah, so it, it prior to 2022, there was no program in the Pikes Peak region um, that was established to give trail access to folks with disabilities. So it's the first program of its kind in this Pikes Peak region. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have two terrain hopper vehicles, one at Bear Creek, one at Fountain Creek Nature Center. Um, they are free, which is Very important to us to keep it that way. We all go out on the trails and and hike for free. Why would we not want it to be the same for folks using these vehicles? Um, And it, it gives access to... Our beautiful trails here at Bear Creek and Fountain Creek Nature Center to those that otherwise would not have that access. Um, I just think that's so worthwhile. We know like what a gem this area is, and a lot of us live here because of the access to right. recreation and trails and open spaces. So to be able to open that access to a, a broader community, um, I, I think is just so worthwhile. And what we're seeing. Is um, other entities in this area are starting to establish pro- similar programs. Um, mm-hmm. The city of Colorado Springs is, I believe, they already have some track chairs, and they're working on getting a program in place. Um, and I believe Cheyenne Mountain State Park is also oh, wow. looking into this. So. Just to increase this accessibility to this beautiful area we live in is great. And we're very proud to say that we were the first in the region.
0: Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Definitely, like, not that you do it to have that feather in your cap, of course. It's more about Mm -hmm. doing it because it's the right thing. But certainly something to really feel proud of uh, having that sort of... um, Uh, That thing that other people want to follow in your footsteps, right? And so was there a lot of transformation that had to happen to allow that program to exist? Or was
1: the infrastructure already sort of in place to make that possible? So the program that we currently have, the infrastructure was there. Other than getting the vehicles, Mm -hmm. training volunteers, and training ourselves in um, not just the mechanics of the vehicle, but just... um, uh, sensitivity and, and approaches, um, in working with a disabled population, the independence center has been an amazing partner in this whole process. Mm-hmm. Financially, they funded one of the terrain hopper oh, wow. vehicles. Um, and then they've given like, they've had ongoing support. They did a training for our staff and our volunteers, um, earlier this year in sensitivity, um, So there's been a lot of of learning that's come with it. That being said, we have this beautiful regional trail here at Bear Creek, and then the trails at Fountain Creek also lend themselves very well to using this vehicle. Our, Our regional trail is fairly flat, wide um, mm-hmm. so you can accommodate the vehicle as well as other hikers passing by. Yeah. Um, so we're very fortunate that we had this footprint there. I can't stop thinking about how perfect Fox Run will be <laughs> and those trails. For So I'm hoping, you know, we have a green train hopper at Bear Creek, a blue one at Fountain Creek, and I'm already visualizing an orange one up at Fox Run <laughs> out on the trails giving folks access to those trails also. Yeah,
0: and that's that's really great that you can already have that sort of in mind before you build it out. So you, you know how to create it uh, to allow that access. That's really cool. And in speaking about accessibility and what's being done here at Bear Creek Nature Center, uh, there's a new VIP trail that's about to open up. Uh, Can you tell me what VIP means? What is this trail and why is it such a big deal for you guys?
1: Yes, so this is our newest um, endeavor in uh, increasing accessibility um, on our trails and for our interpretation that we do here also. Mm -hmm. Um, So the VIP trail is... It's technically open to the public now, but we will have our ribbon cutting next week. And VIP stands for Visually Impaired Persons Trail. Um, So this um, utilizes a trail that was already in place here at Bear Creek. It's called our Songbird Trail. And it just lent itself beautifully to this um, project. So it's a boardwalk. It's flat. It's wide. um, And it has interpretive signs along the way that interpret uh, flora and fauna that you would find out there. Um, so it was just a, an easy extension to, you know, our, um, our park ops department did an amazing job putting rope in along the trail for guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we worked with one of our volunteers from the nature center who is legally blind and she was just a, a great resource in how to approach this, um, and what she suggested were uh, audio devices. The ones that we got are called pen friends. Mm-hmm. So folks can come to the nature center and use those for free. And they, as they travel along and use the rope, um, to guide them along the trail, then they use the pen friends, um, at the interpretive signage, which will read the audio of the signs aloud to them. Oh, wow. Um, and we we also have, um, included some of our indoor exhibits to, to utilize uh, the pen friends with as well. So just trying to make sure that the interpretation that we're doing um, is accessible for mm. as many audiences as possible. And have you already had people use that, uh, that trail then? So, so far we have had two groups, um, that have visited us from Colorado school for the deaf and blind. Oh, wow. And yeah, it it was wonderful. Um, we're so grateful for them. So, uh, two groups of students came Mm -hmm. out with their teachers and they basically tested it for us and gave us input and the inputs really valuable. Um, we'll be making some updates already. We haven't even really started (laughs) the program yet and we're ready to make some updates and improvements. Uh Um, Hopefully by the end of this year, just to make it accessible and little things that we hadn't even thought of. So sure. it was so valuable to have their um, experience and their uh, suggestions for that. So they're the the folks that have used the trail so far, mm-hmm. and we're hoping that um, you know now the word will get out and more more people will take advantage of this resource.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, based off of that, and then also what you've seen from the Trailability program. What sort of feedback are you guys getting and what sort of experiences are you seeing from those
1: who are able to take advantage of these new trails? Yeah, um, the TrailAbility program has been so well received by those using it. Um, we always um, gather information afterwards and ask for their input. That has not only helped us improve the program in little ways. Think Again, things we might not have thought of that um, just... An umbrella holder for even for sunshade or oh, yeah. a cover on the seat because it gets really hot and it was burning people's legs. Um, so we've like made slight adjustments and tweaks, um, but also reading those um, you know evaluations after the fact has really hit home for us how impactful this program is for folks. Um, one of the comments um, that really always kind of sums up the whole program for me last year. Um, Basically, it was somebody, you know, speaking about getting to the top of a hill, and then they, they summed it up with, I felt empowered. And for us, that is just everything. That is exactly what we're going for, is to empower people, um, give them access to beautiful places, and empower them to do it independently.
0: Yeah, no, that, that, that's incredible. I, I love hearing about things like that. Um, so you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier that you're in your first week of summer programs here. Uh, we're recording. It's June 14th. Uh, this will be coming out, uh, I believe, next week, which will be like a June 21st or so. So we'll be in your first couple of weeks of the summer programs. Programs, uh, But what other uh, things are you doing here at Bear Creek Natures this summer that uh, the residents will be able to come and uh, take advantage of?
1: Sure. Um, I'll mention a couple. Um, I would also advise strongly advise them to go on the website mm-hmm. because we do so many public programs and events, um, things specific for certain ages, things for all ages. Okay. You mentioned when you first started how great. Mean it is here and yep. it really is and it is an amazing wildflower season already oh, okay. it's just the best wildflower season <laughs> i've ever seen here um, so one of the things that people can do um to you know get a, a closer look at some of those flowers is we are doing a wildflower walk here on july 29th and that's in partnership with the csu extension okay um, so that's a great opportunity for folks to get out here and see how beautiful it is right now um, On August 18th, we have our annual Happy Trails barbecue fundraiser. That's our big fundraiser um, of the year for Friends of El Paso County Nature Centers. And it's just a a wonderful evening, an upscale barbecue, live music, dinner, and drinks um, in the beautiful setting of Bear Creek Nature Center. And all of the funds raised at that event this year will go towards the Fox Run Nature Center. Oh, very good. Um, Very exciting, yes. And those are are two of the things going on, but again, we just do a wealth of programming. So I would direct people to check out our our website, com to see everything that's going on.
0: Very good. And then uh, before we close here, I just wanted to give you an opportunity uh, to let us know if there's anything else you want to add. Is there maybe something we didn't talk about yet that's important for them to know or uh, something you want to reiterate really kind of drive a point home?
1: Something that I always like to make sure I mention um, is that we are free. Um, we do a lot of programs, and we often charge a, a minimal fee that supports our nonprofit, Friends El mm-hmm. Paso County Nature Centers, but the center itself is free to visit. We are open to the public. The center itself is worth spending a yeah. couple <laughs> hours exploring and then just a beautiful network of trails. Um, it's a beautiful thing to see. Families will come in here on a Saturday, and they might spend the whole day. They're in here, then they go out and hike, then maybe they go on the patio and eat lunch, and they don't spend a cent. And I just think that's such an amazing resource uh, for our community members. And so I hope that folks come and visit us. Uh, It's green. It's beautiful. Bear Creek is flowing right now. Yeah, I saw that when I was walking (laughs) in here.
0: That was very cool. Um, Well, thank you, Mary Jo. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be here today and uh, for all the work that you do here in El Paso County to really bring nature to all the residents here. So thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.